Hello and welcome to the James and Shannon Show, the podcast with no plan and no structure. I'm James and he's Shannon. Shannon, what's new in your world? Well, James, I've been pondering many things. Many things. I haven't been sleeping well, I've been lying there awake late at night. And I think the biggest thing keeping me awake is, yeah. would you rather fight a bear-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized bears? Ooh, okay, now I know why. I can, I can see why you were having trouble sleeping because this is one of those things. So say it again. So hundred bear-sized ducks, was it? No. Yes. Yeah, oh, no, sorry, one duck. No, one bear-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized bears. I actually think it's pretty easy. Decided. Or we'd rather fight the duck. Maybe this rock star refresh energy drink, no sugar, that I'm kindly powered by. That's finally given my brain clarity. I only fight lots of small bears when I... Uh... So which did you go with in your mind? Just then I decided on the giant duck. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, it's got no claws, it's got no teeth. It's pretty They're pecky. Pretty, uh, ducks are scary. Or sw- actually, swans are scary. Ducks I've never had as many issues with. Are we talking like big brown bear type grill grizzly big yeah I'd assume, I'd assume like so what's that uh, happy set like maybe if you're walking around on all fours uh, like I feel like a grizzly is is seven foot high or <laughs> mm, you know legs. so does that mean the duck would have to if it reared up would be seven feet or like normally it would be I think that I feel like we're talking about the head being at the same height mm. without any it'd be pretty scary I, I think I would have and what if you had like heaps of bread in your shopping bags <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> both of them are very, very much pro-bread. Have you seen? Have you seen like those? Well, bears are pro-bread. Oh, they love bread. Honey sandwiches. I've, I've seen a lot of. Uh, well, I saw one particular video on on the internet recently. Actually, I've seen a lot of videos about bears breaking into houses in America, and this one it was pretty cash. It just uh, it basically went into the kitchen. It seemed to know that the freezer had food it opened up the freezer it took a bag of lasagna and then this was just left it sounds like a mix between yogi bear and garfield i don't know if it could just smell that the food was in there or it's just like it's it's learned that free fridges and freezers are where food are yeah it's a funny thing is in movies you always see how like uh, they hoist the, the food off the ground because the bears can't get to it oh yeah camping and stuff you don't really have to do that here i guess kangaroos aren't as keen on getting to your meat products but a workmate just returned from um ups, upstate new york you know how Places are always saying upstate New York. Hmm. I guess it's because it's quite different than New York City. It's really like the. Is that like going down south here or down? Yeah, well, I think it's like Perth versus South Ernest. Yeah. Mm. Or upstate WA. Anyway, I felt like the story was leading somewhere. It's nothing to do with this. Yeah, well, they, they um, I, the guy uh, in, in question was saying that he, um, he heard his, his wife go, ah. Then all of a sudden, they looked across the back lawn, and the bear was coming over. And then they kind of watched it, uh, and they were kind of in a fairly isolated kind of um, uh, nice Airbnb type thing. That's quite funny because I don't even when I hear upstate New York, I still imagine like the high rise and everything like that. But clearly, it's not. No, it's pretty. There's lots of forest and, and mm. um, woods or whatever. Yeah. But then, yeah, the bear just came and it it uh it either knocked over the trash can or it, it like took the lid off and it took out the garbage bag and then it wandered off. <laughs> maybe he's just working as a trash man now. Maybe. Yes. Everybody's falling on hard times. Maybe they need to like work for their food. I think we've got a problem in our society that bears are taking all of our jobs. Mm, they took our jobs. Bears are coming from out of the city and taking our jobs. <laughs> Can't just be a lowly trash man anymore. Now bears want them as well. Do you think that people will say you can't be anti-bear? That's uh, that's animalist. Probably. 
Don't be speciesist. <laughs> that was a classic video. That vegan meme. Yeah, if anybody's interested, search, uh, I don't know, vegan, uh, don't be cruel to animals. Song. Yeah. I don't know how that, that came up. That lady became pretty famous on TikTok, I know. It was a lady. It's like, um, a little guy. There was a lady in it. There was like a little community. Animals are, animals are innocent. Don't be speciesist. Never use the name of an animal as an insult or a human. Um, yeah, no, uh, uh, the, the story you're telling of your friend, like having the bear come into the backyard, that's kind of like my dream a little bit as well. Cause like ever since I was a kid, like I've always liked bears. Mm. They're probably my favorites. I always like froth them when I go to the zoo still. It would kind of be nice to have one as a, as like a, a pet and you give it a nice hug. Mm. So have you seen them like when they're shaved? They're like quite creepy. Yeah. They're always like, what animal is this? Yeah. Although to be fair, most animals that have fur when you shave them don't look anywhere near as like cuddly and cute. Mm. Like if you shaved me, I would probably look different. <laughs> you do have a lot of fat. <laughs> you mean, you mean you're not, I thought you were a monkey. Just a talking monkey. I am something. Uh, I have seen you like whistle and get that little uh, stick and jump on your little cloud. and just... oh, Monkey magic. <laughs> monkey magic. Um, but no, so what was your decision on uh, fighting the bears and ducks? Uh, I can, I, can I give you like a bit more justification as well? Like, on the like the mini bears, I feel like that's almost like jumping into the water with like piranhas. Mm. You'd have heaps of these like, little sharp toothed clawed animals like attacking you. I feel like bears have a pretty thick skull, you know, like mm. you can just like be like, pew, pow, pow. I think you could be easily overwhelmed by a hundred bears. Uh, even, well, even like, a, not that I go around kicking cats or like dogs and stuff, but I'm sure like they're quite hardy. Like mm. maybe like some of the, some of the dog breeds, like chihuahuas are probably like a bit more uh, fragile, but like you, you think like some of those like small stocky breeds, like they'd like shred you. Yeah, like I kind of got Madafi. Yeah, yeah. You you couldn't really knock one out with a punch. I don't think. No. So like, a, trying to take a hundred of those. Maybe it's like more like, what's the critical mass? At which point, like, you think you couldn't be. I think I would probably do Stone or Safi. <laughs> I'd like grab it and you're like, is that like your move? You just go around and like took something like a hundred of them. I think what you do with dogs is you pick them up and throw them until they give up. They get tired. Mm. Maybe. Okay, maybe with the bears, that's the best option too. Just throw them. I don't know. Hundred though, hundred's quite a lot. Yeah. To be fair, like humans made advantages, like being able to outsmart animals. We're not, we're not actually like particularly hardy in terms of our build. I would be a little bit scared of being chased by a hundred ducks. Yeah. <laughs> be like, uh, isn't that the plot of birds by Alfred Hitchcock? More or less. Well, is it really that much further than like being swooped by heaps of magpies? Mm-hmm. I mean, upper beaks, but bang claws. I was talking to someone recently. Uh, saying, what have you been swooped by? And for me, I've been swooped by magpies, those kind of magpie larks, right, or mud larks, Willy Waghouse. I, th- I think probably. Like, definitely Willy Waghouse have been in my, in my grill. Mm. And I've also seen Willy Wagtails sweeping, swooping ravens or crows. Uh, have you been swooped? Uh, just by the standard ones, I'd say magpies. Um, hey, if anyone else... Oh, I was going to say, if anyone out there has been swooped, uh, email in to what's our email? Tjass dot podcast at outlook dot com. That's right. We're still waiting on that first email so we can give that prize. Yeah, not the test ones we said ourselves. No, I mean, I hope uh, if we get an email, it's going to just make our date. I know. Even if we know you, no, you don't get your prize though. No, but we'd like one. Well, if your wife's out there listening to this, yeah, maybe she could just. Like not leave off. I mean, you, you, you might get a response. I mean, that's that's a prize in itself. Mm, that's true. As she actually listens, 
shout out to Shannon's wife. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, like, I mean, ultimately, the joke. Oh, the Swoopies. Swoopy. Swoopy boys. Swoopy yeah. boys, as they're known. Yeah, no, I haven't been swooped by anything too out of the ordinary. Probably seagulls have got a bit closer than I'd like at times, but it's probably not a true swoop. I think they're more going for the food. Yeah. An interesting one I actually had was a kookaburra stole like a croissant. I gave him a famous hand once. That's a very fancy kookaburra. It was. like I remember it was at Hyde Park, Perth, not the one in England. Yeah. And uh, we were sitting there just like eating, and then it like just like crept closer, closer. And then just like went in, took it, and off it went. I was very tame. I've been bitten by a penguin. Really? Yeah. Like at the zoo. Really? Yeah, they used to have, like, there was a fountain where they could swim around, and my dad encouraged me to pat it, and I patted it, and turned around and bit me. It was like, that was your lesson, son. Pretty now to listen to what I do. <laughs> and he also told my sister to pat the baby pig because they had no teeth, and it bit her. Oh, really? <laughs> He's got form. <laughs> your middle sister or younger sister? Uh, middle sister. Middle, yeah. Yeah, got infected, had to soak it in, like, a mixture of milk and Dettol. <laughs> it, was quite, it was quite the story. And he, got, and he also got her... One of her ex-boyfriends to pat like a feral cat that attacked him. So man, I've started to notice a pattern now that I line all these things up. Yeah. Look, uh, I, I'm lucky that I haven't been bitten by March, I don't think. Mm. Other than, you know, spiders and wasps and mosquitoes. Mm. Um, and humans. I guess that's city life for you. I was actually bitten by a dog. A rabid, like a very angry dog once. Oh. Did it too much damage? I think it might have actually been my own dog. So... Not my own dog, but I mentioned on a previous uh, podcast that uh, once I lived with a partner who had a dog and two cats, we took the oh, diarrhea cat. Diarrhea cat. <laughs> we took the dog to the park, the um, you know those big enclosures with the the dog area, the dog exercise area, and then oh the, yeah, I remember this story. Two, two dogs got into an argument, and then uh, I was trying to save um, our dog, and uh, and then I think the dog because it was really. In the franticness, it bit my arm mm. because I'm pretty sure that was what happened. And it's all a bit of a blur, but um, you, your dog bit you or the other dog bit I think our dog, my dog bit me just trying to like bite itself out of the situation mm. because the other dog had basically bit the, um, bit our dog through the, I guess the stomach and they kind of had it in a locked jaw clamp type situation. Mm. And then, so the other dog was like, ah, um, it was all very traumatic. Yeah. I can imagine. And which well, it's, it's one of those situations where you don't know how you're going to react until you're in it. But I was, I was in there trying to pry that dog off, and, and someone was over going, "Get it in the balls!" I was like, I don't know. You don't know how how intense you want to go. Like, well, this is a good uh, test for how strong was the dog. Pretty strong. I mean, um, I, I wasn't able to pry its jaw open. Really, what sort of? Um, there was a staffy versus a um, the bitsa. Uh, staffy, I assume, probably wins. Yeah. The um the dog was never the same after that after being kind of attacked and they definitely get spooked, uh, get a bit scared. I find like anxious maybe. Yeah, that's that's once bitten and twice shot. Yeah, that, that's actually very true. Like, you definitely hear that story more than you'd like to, and that's always interesting because like, you hear so many stories as well with a person whose dog bit is like, oh, they've never done that before. Mm. Like always trying to justify it. Yeah, and then and, and like what happened in this situation, you know? Ah, uh, I think we just went off separate ways and then just went home went to that i think because um i think uh probably had to go to the vet yeah some of the others got bitten too of my party so um uh, they got tetanus needles i didn't mm, or what is it what you get tetanus or yeah. some sort of injection yeah, it probably is i wouldn't expect a house dog would have rabies so it probably wouldn't be a rabies shot so yeah it was all it was all very much a blur but 
there was um, a number of us got bitten in the incident. Mm. That's definitely not a fun one. Uh, um, I, I, I think that's the most things I've been bitten by. That's definitely a more intense one than a penguin. <laughs> um, so yeah, in summary, I reckon I would, I would take on a giant uh, bear-sized duck. A bear-sized duck, yeah. You could probably, I could probably choke it out. I'd like jump on its back and choke it out. Do you think? Yeah, I, or maybe like ride it. Like it'd be a bit like rodeo. You could like hold onto its neck and then just like kick around and like flap its wings and stuff, and you could ride it around. Have you ever been to the rodeo? No, I'd love to. Do they have that in Australia? Oh, they kind of had those uh, up rodeo. Oh, <laughs> yeah, do they have duck rodeo? Uh, no, you, they have those sort of the bucking bull type one here, don't they? Yeah, or the, or the horses. I ever I'm pretty sure it's Boddington, isn't it? That has the big rodeo, also home of the medieval fair. Yeah, because I, I've from memory you know, when we went to Boddington, they were saying that. It's the accommodation all books out like well in advance for like the rodeo. Mm. And it's like the biggest like one day rodeo or two day rodeo or something in WA. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. 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 Like, um, so it's going to be a bit of fun. Yeah. I'd definitely love to go at some point. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of country music in that scene generally, but maybe we could crack out like the old Texan ties. And I assume they just play mostly Morgan Wallen on repeat. Last night we had not Oh, he's a bit too like modern at pop, isn't he? Wouldn't they go like Thank God I'm a country boy. Dude, who's that Casadaly guy? Yeah, Troy Casadaly. Troy Casadaly, I think that's the one, yeah. Maybe a bit of Casey Chambers, I don't know. Why is it I feel like if you if you did a survey, country music would come up as one of the most common disliked musics. Is does it get a hard rap though? Or is it I, is it just terrible? I just don't like it personally, but it's weird people that do like it like love it. Yeah, there's usually like the Tamworth Festival and... I haven't thought like a Avicii, like rest in peace kind of thing, but when he went on down his like country route for a while, I hated those dance songs. Mm. But people were frothing them, like Hey Brother and the... Hey Brother. And what was... There was another one that he had as well. Um, yeah, I don't remember, but I know what you mean. I just know every time it comes to the radio, I get enraged. And I get all a bit sad that he died, but then I get enraged again. Okay, now next, I want you to channel that into... I want to go to a rodeo. Okay. Instead of getting so angry, channel that channel that rage into. I need to organise that rodeo trip. That rodeo trip. All right, I can do that. And then I get then I get rage in person. Well, we can take um, camper vans like we did. I, I don't know if we talked about previously like, how we climbed Bluff Knoll, but no. The, what we found out the highest point in WA. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, I don't think it was the biggest mountain, but it was the highest point. Mm. Something like that. Yeah, it was very intense. Yeah, it was like two hours of. Basically climbing stairs straight up, more or less. Yeah. Would you say it invigorated your desire to hike or killed it? Or it made me wary of all future decisions. Mm. Like I wonder how much, like I would like, I'd be interested to ask um, our friend who's been to base camp, how this compared to that. Like, is this harder than yeah, climbing Everest? Like, I, I obviously, I don't, I don't expect it probably would be, but I, I expect the main Everest part would be harder. But the base camp part, I don't know if that would be that steep. It's it's interesting because like the Everest thing was like a multi-day thing. Mm. And I remember like, I'm pretty sure when your friend told us about it, that he's like, you could only do like so far each day because of the change in oh, like yeah. altitude. So you don't get the bends. Yeah. Um. So there must Whatever. be like equivalent. So I don't know if it's maybe you start higher up to begin with as well. Like you might not climb. Well, I don't think you're climbing from like ground to... I should have used that as an excuse on Bluff Noah. I'd be like, I can only go this far because of the... Yeah, you know, I need to sleep here and I'll start again tomorrow. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was quite... Like, so the speed some people did, it was quite impressive. 
Well, the people that were running up there, and then the lady was like on her second lap. By the time we were like almost dying on the way down, yeah. Well, speaking of, you almost did die. Yeah, we rolled off. The yeah, edge. I did have an almost roll off the edge moment because coming down, my legs were so jelly, and then I just kind of rolled my ankle a little bit. And if I had been fine, I wouldn't been able to balance. But you, you do have those tweaky ankles, don't you? Yeah, you love an ankle roll. I do. I haven't done it for a while, but and yeah, then I just kind of just rolled on the spot and just went oh, and. Um, Thankfully, I didn't roll off the edge because I uh, wouldn't be able to hear bringing you this great content. Uh, do you, are you surprised that there's a lack of like handrails up there? You, like, I mean, given like they seem to make everything else super safe these days, it was kind of like, I found it like ironic that this was like probably one of the more dangerous tourist sort of things that you can do. I mean, I'm glad there isn't because it's just like the bush really and this is mm. nature, but I, I am surprised these days that they're at least at the more hairy parts that there are maybe some something some sort of yeah it's a it's on the way down i was talking to our friend renee and we were sort of saying how it's it was surprising but it was kind of nice that that sort of put the onus back on people to be responsible Mm. in some ways given that everything is these days it kind of seems like uh for want of a better word, like the government always has to take responsibility for everything or companies have to like kind of take responsibility for everything. Yeah. Um, in terms of like warnings and, and it's like, there is to a degree things that are just an accident. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, but, you, but also you, you are putting yourself in a more risky position if you're going to climb a pretty, I guess. And then I think a lot of tourists go there as well. Yeah. I, I'm sure a lot of people would do it underprepared. I felt like we were somewhat prepared, but still underprepared. I thought we were over-prepared with what we took, but I think I was under-prepared with my preparation. Mm. What do you mean? Um, I feel like under-prepared in terms of like, I didn't expect it to be easy, Mm. but under-prepared in terms of it was probably like harder than I was anticipating. Yeah. Even though I was sort of like, not panicked in the lead up to it, but maybe a bit concerned because I did a lot of reading. I feel like like the grade wasn't, I feel like it's a higher grade than what it suggested. Yeah. I'd like to experience that. Some of the other grade four tracks, would you? <laughs> I mean, not actually, but I'd like to see some photos of, well, maybe yeah. somebody else quite, maybe I can find a video and we can just like kind of virtually do it mm. and see if it's like, as like, as you said, it was like pretty heavy on the steps. And I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't want to rely on like Fitbit data because it's definitely like sketchy at times, but mm. it sort of estimated that it was somewhere around like, I think 1500 to t- uh, 2000, no, 2100 like actual step, not steps as in like taking a step, but as in like flights of stairs, not flights, individual stairs. I, I would have thought there would have been way more. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Cause I, cause I did a, um, in, in Japan, I did like a, uh, a long, uh, deep train tunnel and there was 500 there and it only just took like a few minutes to get down and all like not that much to get up. And so there was 500 there. So that's what made me gauge to think yeah. there. Well, like I said, I wouldn't necessarily rely on Fitbit data, but it was just because it said there was 210, we'd, or we'd gone up 210 flights by the end of it. And there's normally, I think, 10 stairs to a flight. But that said, like there could be bits when it was a bit flatter that it didn't count as a stair or it's, yeah, it's a very, yeah, I don't know, but it was definitely, I suppose a while, like, it's not like, it's, yeah, the ones that I went down, say in that tunnel, they're just a, very formulated step, step, step. This was sometimes rock, then like another series of rocks, then maybe uh, like a bit of dirt that they'd fashion into a step. Yeah, it was, it was a very smash of it was very, it was very hard to get like a rhythm going with your steps. Uh, I know like one of our friends who'd done a bit of hiking sort of suggested like 
being mindful about alternating your legs because otherwise you'd like wear one out. I definitely found that helped. I I know that at the beginning I was using, I always just seemed to like keep pushing off with my right leg and it was like as it burning like hell. I actually find that that worked to my disadvantage because my right leg is so dominant. Mm. Like it's actually I know once when it was measured it's five centimeters um, around bigger than my left. That's how dominant it is. That's quite significant. I guess I'm not kind of like Hellboy or I don't know. But I guess because I always used to as kicking for football, yeah. I guess like tennis players, you see like their dominant arms. So I think Rafael Nadal was a big one, wasn't he? he, he one of his arms was like way bigger than the other. Or was it Roger Federer? One of the big guys. Anyway, like you know, like there was a significant difference because they did use that one so much more. Yeah, I know that. That's why my right arm is is much bigger. Purely in tennis. Go on, give it PG. No, um, yeah, but so actually for me, I think. My right arm, my right leg is much more conditioned to to putting to pulling my body up. Because mm, maybe we have to do it again. You just right leg only. Mm. I uh, I don't I th- I would I would happily do it again, but I need a bit of a break in between. I'd like to do it in, in a cold time because it was like my, it was fairly warm. I found that like okay temperature while coming down it was definitely a bit warm, and I think having the tree canopies at times made it a bit like humid almost. Maybe if we started half an hour earlier, mm. eight o'clock. Yeah. Regardless, it'd be very hard to train for something like that, I feel, unless you're basically just climbing flights of stairs in an office building or... doesn't seem appealing anyway. Well, climbing flights of stairs or doing... I mean, if you just ran quite a lot, you could, you could be... Yeah, but I think it's the flatness. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very... I feel like other than like actual... Like actually doing it or like I said, flights of stairs, it's very hard to replicate. Mm, what about like flights of gin and flights of spirits? Would that help? That's, it might not help, but it sounds like more fun. <laughs> Flight club? Could you go there? Play some darts? Yeah, they do have stairs there. Hey, um, you know how you sent me the other day uh, that that uh, the darts place in in the in Northbridge in in Perth at IArts they had the tiered uh, beers like five dollars. Yeah, that's right. Five dollar pints. I assumed it was pints. Did it sort of lighter? It, it didn't. It could be bottles, but still, that's pretty cheap. It's five dollar beers in the city, which sometimes can cost fifteen dollars. Mm. Um, I, I assume it's probably like a house ale or something. Probably the bottom, but I would say. But um, yeah, I would really. What I'd like to go to that place again. I I do love an electronic dart. You do, yeah. Well, we've got an upcoming experience. Do we soon? Uh, CK. Oh yes, that's right. We're going to that. Yeah, I'll definitely be playing on that darts machine all night. Yeah, it's interesting that the dart, like some of these darts places, sort of existed for a while, and I wouldn't say like they were unpopular, but Flight Club seems to have really made it. Brought it to the fore and made darts a thing again. Mm. I like it. I think sometimes to get credibility here, it gets credibility because it has credibility from, oh, it's popular in London. Yeah. Or in Melbourne, they do this. And people are like, oh, yeah. It's like, well, let's be like the cool places. Like even some burger shops that are over east, they're like, oh, it was popular over east. Therefore, it should be popular here. Even though objectively compared to all of the other burger shops, they're not probably better. Yeah. They're not necessarily worse either, but like they're more of a much of a muchness. Like um, that one, um, Betty's. Betty's, it gets, like, it's nice, but it's... Yeah, I think it came with a massive, massive wrap. Yeah. Milky Lane, like that. Yeah. It's constantly busy. It gets, it's got a massive, massive wrap. Yeah. Both enjoyable. Yeah. Like, the burger scene over here is like, actually very strong. Yeah, like you could, uh, yeah. you could find, yeah. If you're ever in Perth and want a burger, hit us up on the emails. Oh, we know all the burgers. Yeah, we'll take you for a bit of a tour. It kind of ruined our burger eating because we only like the primo burgers now. Yeah, they do kind of blend a little bit after a while. Was in like the back of my mind too. 
Now, there's some that I had so long ago that I was like, I've imagined they were like super good, mm. but like they might have been really bad. Big Rigs, I know you weren't a big fan of Big Rigs, but I loved it. It wasn't that I wasn't a fan, it was just that I didn't have it as the top tier. Mm. Uh, today, I opted not to get a burger when we were at the pub. Uh, I ended up with the chicken parmi or parma, depending on which side of the country you live Definitely on. Parmy, I feel. Hey, uh, that reminds me, speaking of that, apparently people in Victoria and Tasmania can confirm this if you email in on tgs.podcast at outlook.com that they call uh, Rockmillan cantaloupe. Really? Yeah. I thought that was just outside of Australia. Yeah, apparently they do. And then uh, it's, I saw on TikTok and there was a bit of a debate. They're like, of course it's cantaloupe. Why wouldn't you call it that? Well, I mean, if Melbourne's doing it. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should open up a cantaloupe bar. That'd be pretty funny, actually. Um, so, yeah. Mm. They probably, I wonder if they say aubergine, is it? Aubergine? Yeah. Aubergine. 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 Yeah. Apparently, uh, Prince William's favourite symbol on the thing was aubergine. Really? Yeah. There was. I heard it on a TikTok or something. I don't know the context of it, but... William or Harry? William. Yeah. You know, he's the well-behaved one as well. You don't hear so much from about William. No. Is he the next king? He is. Yeah. It was pretty, I don't know if I'd want to be king. I feel like other than him, like maybe leaving or probably making things more complex for him, I feel like being like Prince Harry role is probably more fun. <laughs> it seems as though the, 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 the royals have been cancelled a little bit, like just from people not really want, I don't know, but a lot, there's definitely a lot of, there's a lot of support still, but like it's definitely generational, I think as well. Um, yeah. But you, do, you haven't heard like the uh, Republican movement in WA for a while, oh, in Australia for a while. No. I feel like that died off. Like, didn't they have a referendum in like the 90s or? I don't think it really doesn't matter. You know, who cares? What does it really change? Yeah, it'll always be new money. It's more of a, do we still get to go in the Commonwealth Games and dominate? Or <laughs> once you're out, you're out. I don't know. I mean, presumably, in yeah, is the, fo- it was the what? Like Canada's in it, aren't they? Yeah, is Canada a republic now? Yeah, I think so. Canada's fully independent. You remember the uh, the Great Beaver Wars of uh, <laughs> in Ottawa? I think it was. Is it a real thing? The Beaver War? No. Okay, I was just checking because, like, I mean, you do hear about zombie beavers, and I mean, there were, oh, well, that's right. You were talking about um, the rise of D-grade horror movies. D-grade might have to be. They're being not kind to it, but yeah, Zombieber, Slopper House, Slopper House. Was that, there was another one like Emu Wars or something? Oh, the Emu Wars was a bit of a, a is it a parody? That was, that. that's a known, that was in the thing. Northern Territory, wasn't it? I don't know what it is. I think it was about culling emus yeah. or something. But there was a, there, it looks like there was a sort of like spoof horror movie version that was coming out as well. I think it's showing at independent cinemas. Oh, remember that? Also when the Winnie the Pooh. Copyright expired. Oh, and right. They made like Winnie the Pooh with but horror. And it's like, hey, Piglet. And he's like, rrr, rrr. You, you see some of these things. You're like, why would anybody watch them? And then I find I will go and watch them out of curiosity. I really want to watch that Winnie the Pooh one. Remember when Sharknado had a massive moment as well? Is that even a horror movie? No, what was it all that? It's a terrible waste of time. I think. Piranha? I think if you, if you really hated yourself and you just wanted to. Waste some time. Go watch Sharknado. <laughs> I can thoroughly not recommend it. Mm, at least uh, Piranha's had some quality uh, acting. I'm pretty sure the only time I'd see it is when I'd flick onto movie channels on TV and, and I would just be catching a bit of it. And then they'd just be like... Would that be on Foxtel? 
Yeah. Yeah. I find that yeah. I feel like Foxtel is like good good and slash bad for that. Yeah. At the same time. Like you when you're channel surfing, you get sucked into these things that you wouldn't watch otherwise. I could never find get on at the time when a film's starting. It was always like too too late or too early. Yeah. Or like you know how like they'd have like constant reruns of say like Seinfeld and you'd always seem to tune in it like the same episode. Yeah. Like somehow it's like, how long am I watching this? I haven't looked for like four days. Which ironically is kind of could be an episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. That kind of plot. Hmm. You're right. Um show about nothing. Oh, it's a bit like the podcast. Yeah. Uh but they probably had a plan and a structure. Uh, yeah, they just pretended they didn't. Yeah. Mm. Um I I'm g I guess you're probably who's the who's the George? <laughs> you're gonna say I'm the George. Is it either George or is it you or Jerry or I'm the or are you the Elaine? Like, uh, who's who's what? Oh, no, I don't know. I know who in our friendship group was. He Kramer, but I'm not going to name them. Okay. <laughs> um, you be a bit of a George. Yeah, I do. You're also like witty, like mm, Jerry. I feel like I'm a bit of a uh, a hybrid, uh, sort of a combination of all of them. Well, at least I have some elements there. I, I get. Ultimately, I guess they're are they all playing parodies of themselves? Yeah. Or in or is that how they casted them as well? I think George is a parody of Larry David, is the sort of thing. Yeah, oh, who he, yeah, who he did the Kirby enthusiast, yeah, as well. Actually, you can see the similarities between the characters when you when you reflect back on it. I'll have to watch an episode. Hey, Shannon, we've uh, we've managed to come up on time again. So uh, that was quite. A, don't know how that happened, but yeah, it's time to say goodbye for another episode. Thank you. I'm just glad we could resolve the ducks and bears issue. Email in if you think you you. Just email in. Yeah. Please. But if you think you can beat 100 be- bears, 100 duck-sized bears, let us know. Or uh, 100 small Jerry Seinfelds. <laughs> what I can do is, <laughs> see you later, everybody. Catch you later. <laughs> <laughs>